Welcome back and this is part two of why I stopped buying the Make More Money merchandise. I hope that you have had a little listen to part one and reached out to me if it resonated or you felt like you wanted to have a little bit of a chat about your experience. Um, I really am quite um, saddened but also happy (laughs) because we can hold both right about I'm saddened by the stories I've heard since releasing my Substack and um, since releasing part one of this podcast, but also really happy that it it has helped some people realize the waters that they were swimming in and just how misaligned some of the things that they have been taught are for them kind of really makes my soul sing that people are stopping and thinking, okay, is this right for me? Is this aligned? Am I enjoying it? Does it make me happy? And yeah, doing that little self check-in and deciding on which path I want to take forward. So let's dive into part two um, because I really feel like it's important to understand that we have options. So we can be in this space, we can have these experiences, but there's always a different way that we can move forward. So let me just go back a little bit. So in those early days of re-evaluating my future in coaching, like really thinking, do I want to keep doing this? And if I do want to keep doing this in what way, you know, and clearing the clutter and unfollowing everyone and stepping right out of all the spaces and just making space and silence for me. Um, I have to say I was really jaded. So as I was extricating myself from the industry, which actually was wild, it was wild to me how entangled I was, how many people I followed, how many groups I was in. So as I was doing that, I would feel really sick when I saw, you know, people still posting online that, you know, they just got a credit card to hire a $15,000 a month coach, for example, you know, and they were saying things like, because this is it, this is it, I'm all in, this time it's going to work. And I sat in mastermind groups feeling really disgusted as women had arguments with their, you know, unsupportive partner. Like he doesn't support me and he won't allow me to, you know, take this money out of our savings and invest it in myself. Um, You know, massive investments of money. And I would sit there watching the coach just gaslight the, you know, what out of them. You know, like you just don't want it enough. And so here are some words that we could use to convince him or, you know, something to that effect. I'm really, really sad as well. I had a huge level of sadness that I had to work through in those early days because I realized how much and for how long I had been telling myself, well, I'm just not committed enough. I'm not working enough. I'm not cool enough, young enough, pretty enough, smart enough. Maybe I've, you know, maybe I've missed the boat because I'm nearly 40. And, you know, I've been going at this for 12 years and maybe it's just not right for me. And, you know, I would regularly get on my own coaching sessions and, you know, with my coach and say, what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? What am I missing? And I would look to her to give me those answers because, you know, I don't know, I didn't trust myself anymore. And I'd been told that I needed a guru and I needed a coach. And even though when I look back now, I think, really, Carly, Really? Is this what you teach other people not to do? Um, I definitely, as I said, had been swept away by those waters. And 
when I actually took a critical look at that, when I actually looked at those thoughts and those beliefs that I had, I could see that they were, they were false. I can tell you that I outworked most people around me hands down over the last 12 years. You probably wouldn't meet anyone more committed to building my, my, my business, building my craft, honing my skills. And so if it wasn't me and what I was not doing and what I was doing, and what I was missing, if it wasn't that, I asked myself, well, what, what is it? Why isn't it working? And I awakened last year to the real reason that it wasn't working. And, you know, it was because none of what I was being taught, the waters that I was swimming in weren't me. It wasn't actually aligned to my values. And although I did always only offer services that I could deliver on, and I felt like I only charged what was reasonable and fair. Like I never charged $10,000 a month. Um, I think the most my package ever was, was like $6,000 for three months. And it was only that for a little while. I was like, nah, it doesn't feel right. And I dropped it. I often dropped my prices, which everyone around me, my mastermind groups, my coaches said was, you know, business suicide. And that uh, was because I wasn't valuing myself enough, but it always just felt right for me. Anyway, I only charged what was reasonable and fair with my training, my experience, and I always, always delivered on my contracts. Um, but I was just swimming in waters that were not right for me. So I was like trying to almost swim upstream against, against the current. Now, please don't extrapolate my bad experiences out to every part of my journey. I had a couple of seriously wonderful coaches in that time, really qualified and committed and heart led humans. And I love them and I still invest, although I've been on a bit of a hiatus, I still look at their offerings and um, I've invested in some of their smaller, you know, short-term little, you know, two or three day intensives at times. I love them and still invest in their services and support, but they are super rare, super rare. Hayley Carr is one, um, Brittany Wild is one, formerly Brittany Eastman. You know, I, I resonate with their grounded, robust support, their lived experience and their realness. Anywho, I'm aware and I'm really aware that this may feel like a really, as I said at the start of part one, a really self-indulgent overshare piece. But I've also asked myself regularly, why? Why do I want to share this piece, this story? Because it's actually, you know, for my ego, incredibly embarrassing. Why do I want to share this piece? How is this actually helpful? It's a question I always ask myself. So firstly, and most catalytic for me, is the immense amount of responsibility I feel to bring awareness to the ways that some people in the online therapy, only some, um, but they're the loudest and they are the flashiest and they are the ones that people are following. They have a, like a cult like following. So I feel an immense amount of responsibility to bring awareness to the way some people in the online therapy and coaching space are harming vulnerable, open, sensitive, curious, big dreamers. There are so many charlatans out there selling high ticket services and offering mediocre to non-existent services. So they're selling it as this big life-changing thing and they're not delivering. 
There are people calling themselves coaches who are working with people with no qualifications or experience in holding and helping other people. I'm a coach. Anyone can say that these days. These same service providers then gaslight their clients when real concern or discontent is shared with them or when they want to leave their contracts, which nine times out of 10 aren't very legally binding anyway. Um, or they ask for a refund or they share that they're not, you know, they're not getting what they actually paid for. They get gaslit by these, these in inverted commas, coaches. And I really feel that it's important to have these discussions openly and to call out some of these unprofessional and illegal practices, because I have benefited from the online sales world. I have sold courses and coaching in the build an online business space. I was a business mentor. I was a business coach. I have made money selling from selling my experience and knowledge to help others make money. I've been in the system. So I have a responsibility, I feel, to share how unethical this industry can be and what to look out for. As in any industry or profession, there is a spectrum of behaviors and values. All of it needs to be critically evaluated so the profession can continue to grow and serve and not do further damage and harm. Another reason I wanted to write and share this piece in my podcast is because even I got duped a few times and I am a strong, aware, smart woman. I still got snagged in the I'll never know enough, never do enough, never want it badly enough cycle. I was gaslit when I shared my struggles or my failures. I was told that I wasn't working hard enough, so I doubled down and worked till midnight. I was told that I was using my kids as an excuse, ironically by a woman who didn't have kids. Um, So I, you know, again, worked more, worked nights, got up early in the morning, worked around them because I actually couldn't outsource my children. Um, I didn't have options, which she didn't seem to understand. Um, but I was like, all right, well, I won't use my kids as an excuse. I was told that I was not committed enough and didn't believe in myself enough to put $20,000 on a credit card to coach with another successful woman. That's actually what she told me in an Instagram message. Well, you're not committed enough and you don't believe in yourself enough. And this was a woman that, um, I can see has had great, great and fast success online. But this is a woman I'd never met. This is a woman who lived in the USA and I live in Australia. She doesn't know me. She doesn't know my life. She doesn't know my story. She doesn't know my experience. She actually knew nothing about me. And I was just asking some very specific questions about what I would get out of it. And she couldn't answer those. And then she was like, well, you just don't want it enough. You're not committed enough. And you don't believe in yourself enough. And I was like, you don't know me. I believe in myself so much. I back myself more than anyone does, right? So thank goodness I anchored in and knew that she was incorrect. And I, I'll be honest, I, it did make me angry. And I told her, so I said, you don't know me, blah, blah, blah. Um, she didn't like that. And she ended up blocking me, but that was an experience of, wow, how often is this happening to people who are more vulnerable and not aware? How many people are putting $20,000 on a credit card and going into lifelong debt to pay that off? And look, I am somewhat embarrassed or maybe I'm just more astounded by the amount of money that I've spent the last three years on trying to learn more, be more, do more, sell more in my quest to figure out like the silver bullet to success, wealth and security. It was easy for me to get swept up because I have desire motivation, because I do like nice things, because I do want money. I do. 
I do want security. I do want a future for my kids. I do want to pay for really great school. Like I've got goals with money. Absolutely. Most of us do. So it was really easy to get swept up in it. And I was really blessed to have that income to spend. Most people don't. And as I said, are going into a lot of really unnecessary debt. And I really, I I now I'm working with doing therapy sessions for a number of women who have been financially, emotionally, and psychologically harmed by terrible coaching practice. And it's heartbreaking to see the damage that's been done to them, to their finances, to their marriages and relationships, um, to, you know, to their self-confidence, to their self-esteem. It's just heartbreaking. And so I realized that there is a really toxic pattern in this space of ignoring the real, very real barriers to success in people's lives and just telling them to think more positively, to back themselves more, to believe in themselves more, to go all in. And it's not helped by the fact that the people teaching this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in like brackets here, appear to be very successful because some of them are not as successful as they're showing online. So the whole, like, this is just another point, right? The whole manifest your success, just align your energy, law of attraction, imagine it into being dialogue is mostly bullshit. And that I know is going to piss a lot of people off when they hear me say that, because I've taught some of these concepts before and I truly to, you know, don't get me wrong. I believe, I know belief work is powerful. I know that the subconscious mind needs to be understood and harnessed in productive and resourceful ways. I have studied psychology, neuroscience, neuroplasticity, brain development, etc., etc., for years. I have a university degree with certain subjects in that degree being neuroscience, being psychology, sociology. Your brain most certainly will always see evidence of what you believe most. Absolutely, right? But that's different. Two, just act as if you're a millionaire. Just act as if you're a high ticket coach. Just act as if people are throwing $10,000 at you every day. Just act and feel like you're a famous author. Like just close your eyes and believe it now. Invest as though you have it now. Ignore your student loan debt. Don't worry about how you'll pay your school fees. Ignore the inherent racism, sexism, ableism in your world and just choose. Just choose to believe it. Like I bought some of that hook, line and sinker for a while. I even shared it with some students, as I said, in my programs, like Esther Hicks meditations, right? But you have to know that the majority, the majority of millionaire boss babes that you see on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok teaching this are millionaires. Please listen in here. They are millionaires because They teach their students to charge sky high prices and gaslight their clients and don't really deliver much at all so that they, as the top coach, can continue to put their prices up because look, it works. Look, it works. Really, though, what that relies on, what that system relies on is the top coach teaching her sales tactics to her downline community who then teach it to their downline community who then teach it to, you get my drift. And they they all then just have to keep raising their prices to their clients so they can pay their upline coach. And usually all they are selling or offering is be in my energy or 
I'm going to tell you how I've done it, which doesn't work or fit for everybody. Poor. I said it. Now I'm just going to go hide under my doona (laughs) for the backlash that comes, right? But please, if you're feeling resistance to what I've just shared there, you're like, no, 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 that's not how it works. I just want you to stop and look. I encourage you to stop and look at the people that you follow online who are millionaires, who are doing really, really well, you know, who are showing you, you know, the evidence of their wealth in their posts. So that could be material possessions or, you know, travel or whatever. Just, just look at who their clients are, if they're at the top of the tree and what they're doing. And you'll start to see this cookie cutter, copycat kind of system. And think about those women. And if you invest in some of their programs, did you actually get great service? Did you actually get what they sold you? Or did you leave feeling a bit meh and a bit disappointed? Did you leave going, wow, she didn't even show up for the calls on time. She said they'd all be live and they were recorded. She said she'd send out PDFs and, you know, different um, different materials and resources and we never got them. Like just really just put the ego aside for a second and look at what you're getting from these people. So as I said, this is not everyone. This is just this this incredibly powerful vortex sort of funnel group of people that I was starting to get sucked into on online. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh my gosh, she's connected to her and she's her client. And and I went up the chain um, and to the top where, you know, some of the big names are, you know, just turned over $70 million in three years and charged like $100,000 a year to work with them. You know, it's just interesting. It's just interesting to be aware of. So, you know, on the other hand, the coaches, therapists, business people I see who have true, and again, not the bullshit sales figures that most people actually do make up because yeah, they do, but who have true grounded, sustainable success in the online space, they don't actually sell wishes and dreams and just be in my energy. They work, they coach their asses off. They do the hours, they have qualifications real legit qualifications. Most of them actually charge quite modest amounts for their services. All of them have legit and legal contracts. They have refund policies, which is legal in most countries. They're grounded. They're real. They would be the same to you if you literally walked into an office space, you know, into a a clinic space with them. They would be the same with you. I often think about, you know, a couple of the, in particular, the couple of the online coaches that were selling and teaching me business stuff. Um, I often thought, gosh, if I walked into a session with you, would you, would you be the same? Like, would you look like that? Would you have all the balloons in the background and you know, be fully made up and have your designer handbag on the table. Like, like how would it feel to actually be in a space with you? Anyway, I digress. But this, you know, this groundedness, this sustainability, this success that I see these, some of these beautiful coaches have that have the qualifications that do the hours that show up, you know, that's what powerful coaching and therapy actually looks like. Safety and calm for both coach and client. Safety and calm for both coach and client. So I deeply believe in the need for therapy and coaching. 
It has been around as long as humans existed. It is needed. It's helpful. It's powerful. I have incredible qualifications in science-based proven modalities. I want more people in the world to be helped by and have their lives improved through the safe, good intentioned use of these modalities. I want to be part of the solution here. I'm not just going to write a Substack and record a podcast and diss the industry or the profession and then disappear, you know, in frustration. I don't want to leave vulnerable people out there floundering, getting credit cards to pay the chick in the hat to tell them what they need to just do, which is just want it more. (laughs) You know, I don't want to leave people in this space believing that there's something wrong with them when they don't find success. So I always like to be part of a solution, not just another voice having a whinge online or complaining. You know, what can we do about this? How can we pull the profession back from this minority group who are just jumping on the bandwagon and collecting unjustified and unethical spoils? Being part of the solution for me means advocating for this profession that I love so much. I'll keep sharing how real coaching and therapy can help people through my avenues of conversation, such as, you know, Substack and my podcast and my Instagram and my email list. I will always have a door open to support people harmed by dodgy, unqualified coaches and therapists. That's how I can show up and that's how I can help in this space. But I thought it would also be helpful in this episode to share some suggestions to support yourself if you feel that you are or have been caught up in the dark side of coaching. Some of the ways that I have disentangled myself and how I help others to do the same. So I've got six points here that I'm just going to run you through. So the first piece of advice I have is to take a break. If you feel like you've been manipulated or taken advantage of by a coach, it's really important to take a step back and give yourself some time to process your emotions and thoughts. So take a break and focus on self-care and reflection. And if it helps you to unfollow, delete, have a break from social media, just step out of that space for a while, then do so. Put yourself first, come back to to some self-care and take some time to process, okay? Number two would be to seek out ethical people to learn from and follow. So once you feel like you've got your energy back and you actually want to be surrounded by some people that feel really resonant for you, go and look for people that have that really grounded, calming energy, right? So their energy will feel calm, as I said, grounded, and they might appear, they might appear, to be honest, a little old school in their approach, right? They might not have like the bright, bold, you know, neon colors on Instagram that catch your attention. They might not be doing really like hooking um, headlines. It might just feel a little bit, I don't know, old school, maybe a little bit plain. But I can tell you now that they are usually the people who know their craft and have qualifications and experience. They're the people that are actually too busy actually doing therapy, actually doing coaching, delivering services to be like all over their um, mainstream Instagram. Sorry, their, their Instagram and social media. So when you seek them out, ask them for their experience, formal and informal. Speak with them before signing up to anything or investing in their work. Like really get to know them, even if you're just going to follow them and not spend any money, but you're just going to follow them and absorb their energy. Like Ask yourself, is this someone that feels good for my nervous system? 
Number three would be to seek support to understand what you're feeling and thinking. So you might actually need to verbalize what you've experienced. So reaching out to um, a friend who's been in a similar space or a colleague that's been through something similar, um, family or a therapist who can provide some emotional support and help you process your experiences, writing it out, journaling it, you know, do whatever you need to do, but just actually help you understand where you got swept away what happened there for you and maybe, you know, what you want to do in the future. That was really huge for me when I was, you know, taking stock of all this. Number four, do your research. So as I said, before working with a new coach, make sure you do your research, vet them, look for reviews and testimonials from past clients, check to see if the coach has any complaints or legal issues against them. Do you, do you due diligence before giving them thousands of dollars? Number five, set boundaries. If you do decide to work with a new coach or therapist, make sure to set clear boundaries and communicate your expectations. Be upfront about what you're looking for, what you're not willing to tolerate, you know, what you're willing to do. And a good therapist and coach will love that and will also come back to you with their, their boundaries, what they can offer, what they can't, what they'll tolerate, what they won't. Number six, trust your instincts. If something doesn't feel right, trust it listen to your gut. If a coach seems too good to be true or makes promises that seem unrealistic, it's probably a red flag. You know, ask for the evidence of the results that they speak of. Ask for names, real true names of people that they've walked through or taken through this process. Trust your instincts here. Very rarely will it lead you up the garden path. So there you go. Six tips. So that's kind of what I've been grappling with the past 12 months. Um, and it has felt really cathartic to write it all down in Substack. It's felt really powerful to speak it out today in this episode and in part one as I continue to process it all. But I am at the stage of sharing and seeking solutions. And that feels really good, like a big sort of inha- inhale of clean, fresh air. I feel really spacious. And I'll just leave you with this. So interestingly, recently, a friend of mine said that messaged me and she said to me, I feel like you're doubting yourself, Carly. I feel like you're losing your power and and forgetting the impact you're here to make. And I asked her, why do you feel that way? And she said, I feel because you've been quieter on social media. You haven't been sharing as much publicly. And I sat with that and I thought about that and I responded with this. I have not felt this grounded, certain, courageous, content, happy, in service and mentally calm in many years. I am simply charging up for a bigger impact with my knowledge, experience, study, qualifications and intuition backing me up. I would not feel this way if I was still in the self-development spiral in the noisy spaces of people who make serious money of me doubting myself. So this is what I know for certain. And I really hope that all of you listening to this, who've had the same experience as me can get to that place as well.